If you're suffering from a serious health challenge or just want to protect your good health, I want to tell you about Metatrol Fermented Wheat Germ Extract from American Biosciences. Imagine every cell in your body working at peak performance, achieving enhanced energy, quality of life, and optimal immune system performance. More than 50 research articles in peer-reviewed medical journals describe fermented wheat germ extracts remarkable health benefits in a wide range of serious health challenges. Metatrol is the most potent fermented wheat germ extract ever produced, and it's it's the only one that's gluten-free. Just two Metatrol capsules daily supports your immune system, cellular health, and energy production. Rescue your mitochondrial function and optimize your energy with Metatrol fermented wheat germ extract. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com. Or call 800-422-5518. 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We got lots to talk about this weekend, and we invite you into the doctor's office. You can come directly into the doctor's office and pose a question or share a comment. Our number, 877-726-8255, this hour and next. Also, that's a number where you can call and you can record a question. We'll take some of those recorded questions during the program. And we had lots to talk about uh, this weekend. We're going to talk about uh, multivitamins and cognitive health. We'll also talk about uh, one of the big nutritional stories this week. Uh, Taurine is in the news. And we got lots and lots of stuff to share with you, so stay with us. Uh, in addition to listener calls, as I mentioned, 877-726-8255 gets you right in during the program. Okay, so uh, the big story this week is the fires that blanketed parts of the East Coast with smoke. I reside in New York City. And yeah, they warned us about all the wildfires in Canada. Usually uh, the West is the problem. A lot of people in Western states, in uh, California and in uh, Utah and in parts West have been exposed to wildfires recently. But uh, now it's our turn. An unusual weather pattern took smoke from Quebec and parts of Canada all the way south on the, on riding on the jet stream. Uh, right into New York City and along the eastern seaboard. And uh, initially, I was kind of skeptical. I said, well, it's, you know, it's going to be a little smoky. But uh, then I was in my office, and I noticed that around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it was getting really dark. It was like a winter twilight. And as I kept looking out, uh, it got progressively darker and more orange. It really was bizarre. Cars were driving with their lights on in the middle of the day. And indeed, it was something to behold. And so what they said was that it was the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes a day. And for some people, that is a, just an awful prospect. But I got to say that uh, when I was in college for a few years, I indulged in the habit. Uh, I learned it while 
traveling in New York or traveling in Europe where just about everybody offers you a cigarette. Uh, that was in the in the 70s. So would you care for a cigarette? Would you care for a cigarette? Would you care for a cigarette? And uh, ultimately, I picked up the nasty habit, and for a few years, I smoked. And on a good day, maybe on a good day, I smoked six cigarettes a day. I would smoke up to a pack of cigarettes per day if I could get my hands on some Paul Malls or some Winstons. And so, uh, you know... It was a temporary thing, and yes, indeed, it affected a lot of people. Uh, there is no doubt an adverse effect on people suffering from respiratory disease. And it was a prudent idea to stay inside and avoid strenuous physical activity, turn the air conditioner on or turn whatever kind of filtration system on that you could do. We got an announcement in our building while I was seeing patients, and usually it's, you know, uh, the alarms will ring. Don't worry. This is a fire drill. But they made an announcement that they turned off the ventilation in the building so as to avoid bringing uh, smoky air into the building. And it was almost like, well, what are they going to do uh, next? Tell us to uh, evacuate. <laughs> you know, where are we going to go? So uh, it is harmful indeed for people who have uh, asthma, COPD, uh, severe cardiovascular disease because the tiny particles can actually enter the bloodstream. And so let's put this a little bit in context because the very same people who are wearing masks outside might be the self-same people who are, who are toking on marijuana cigarettes uh, or sucking on a bong, you know, where you deliberately suck it in and hold it in like... You know, that was, uh, yeah, that was me back in, in college, I'll admit. Uh, so it's a little hypocritical to talk about how harmful a couple of days of bad air is when day in and day out you're smoking uh, or you're using pot. Because pot smoke is ubiquitous in New York City now that it's legal. Virtually any place you go on every street corner, you smell pot. You know, much more overwhelming smell than the smell of the smoke from Canada. And then there are a lot of kids, young kids, who are vaping. And they're breathing in hot vapors with various uh, chemicals and particulate matter into their lungs. So um, let's also consider the predicament of our Paleolithic forebears. Uh, the Neanderthals who crouched in a, in a cave for six months out of the year, uh, trying to avoid freezing to death with a small smoky fire, uh, and poor ventilation. Uh, this happened for perhaps thousands of years in our evolution. And in fact, uh, the World Health Organization lists what's called household air pollution, mostly from smoke as a cause of an estimated 3.2 million deaths per year, including the deaths of nearly a quarter million children under the age of five. They say that 2.4 billion people worldwide, which is around a third of the global population, mostly rural poor, cook using open fires or inefficient stoves fueled either by kerosene or what's called biomass. Yeah, that was Canada consists of a lot of biomass, uh, also known as wood, but also 
people use animal dung and crop waste to heat themselves and their food or coal, which in indoor environments that are poorly ventilated can generate harmful household air pollution. Uh, they also say that uh, another uh, potential side effect of this, and this may have affected some people during the past few days in New York and on the eastern seaboard, is just as uh, allergy season may increase the likelihood of infectious diseases like COVID, uh, so too can smoke paralyze the immune system in the nasal passages in the lungs and thus render one more susceptible to viruses and other types of infections. They said that women and children across the world are on the brunt of this risk because they are more associated with cooking and household chores. So, yeah, this is a, not a new phenomenon for humans. And the couple of days that we may have been exposed uh, is really not that big a deal, in my opinion. Uh, they say, stay inside. Well, is it really possible on a business day, in the middle of the week, to stay inside? Uh, I think that was overkill. Maybe for some vulnerable people, yes, staying inside was good advice, but I was out and about and kind of like digging it, you know, because it was really weird to look at the skies and see the, the you know, the sunsets uh, that were filtered through uh, a lot of smoke. They also, I also saw a lot of people walking around with masks outside. It was kind of like uh, you know, a throwback to uh, April of 2020. And what they say here is that with the particulate matter that is associated with smoke, cloth or paper masks are virtually worthless. So a lot of people did this and it just didn't make sense from a scientific standpoint. But I got to say that wearing masks on a smoky day outside when you're walking around is a heck of a lot more plausible than wearing masks for COVID outside, outside that is, because the likelihood of transmission of COVID outside is very, very infinitesimal. But the protective effects of wearing a, a well-fitting N95 or KM95 mask, maybe, maybe something that actually makes sense because these things do filter particles. All right. Uh, in a moment, I'll talk a little bit about uh, some strategies that may help when confronted with breathing fire, which is what we all experienced last week. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. 877-726-8255 is our number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript 
also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Teller's Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you, 877-726-8255, or number. And we got a call from George in Manhattan, a survivor of the apocalyptic smoke event. How are you, George? Great minds think along the same ways. Incredibly, <laughs> although not surprisingly, the two questions I had had to do with um, uh, what supplements, if any, could ameliorate yep. the effects of the smoke. And also, I read about that mice study, which seems to indicate, at least for mice, I'm not a mouse, though I hope not, that yep. it's like a, a tremendous panacea for old age and all of the infirmities that occur with well, it. You're, but, you're talking taurine, taurine, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, yeah. Anyhow. But yeah, I have go ahead. another question, If uh, since you'll be discussing those two issues. Yeah. And... Um, the other, so the other question is, could you explain the difference between, um, you know, gamma E and the different varieties of vitamin E and tocopherinol? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay we're, we're generating a lot of questions here. So first I want to address uh, your concerns about uh, the uh, smoke exposure and what can be done. All right, so let's talk a little bit about that. So first of all, the, the nose is the first line of defense in terms of exposure to these kinds of things. And you ever wonder, you know, you have a lot of these nose hairs and they get in the way and then you have to trim them because, you know, if a short person comes up to you and they can look right up your nose and they say, oh, look at that jungle in this person's nose. So you, part of grooming, you know, you trim your eyebrows and you trim your nose hairs. Uh, the nose hairs are there actually to catch particulate matter, and they do a fairly good job of that, particularly when combined with the mucus. So you may say, well, mucus, that's a, a nuisance. Let's get rid of all that excess mucus. Well, mucus is a very good trap for a lot of the gunk that is in air. And if you think that uh, in the modern world we invented gunk in the air, well, think again, because... Well, let's see. Historically, back in 1816, there was a volcanic eruption and uh, it actually caused a kind of a nuclear winter across the world. Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people starved because the crops failed. It was freezing cold and snowing in July in New England. 
And uh, this is the result of volcanic dust. And, you know, forest fires have been with us since time immemorial. And, of course, people crouched around cooking fires trying to stay warm uh, since, uh, you know, 100,000 B.C. So uh, the nose is important. And, you know, we mess up our nose because we use things like decongestants and we use steroids, nasal steroids to get rid of excess mucus. And that can actually interfere with our defenses, dries up our nasal passages, and that's not good because mucus is a barrier. Another way to support nasal health is through nasal hygiene, either using uh, saline to moisten the nasal passages or to use something like uh, Clear, X-L-E-A-R, one of our sponsors, makes a nasal spray that uh, actually inhibits uh, bacteria, perhaps even viruses, but also encourages uh, mucociliary clearance, which is getting rid of the gunk that uh, accumulates in our nasal passages. Now, when it comes to the damage of these tiny particles, uh, it's not so much the chemicals. It's actually the irritant effect of tiny particles that may lodge in the respiratory tract, especially in the lungs. And so two things to think about. One is antioxidants. And the other is let's think about anti-inflammatories. So to the extent that you're loaded for bear with anti-inflammatories like omega-3 fatty acids, perhaps also vitamin E, tocotrienols, we can talk about the distinction later. Uh, that's a good topic. Uh, but uh, also with things like uh, curcumin, uh, these can be helpful for fighting inflammation. Uh, when it comes to antioxidants, the premier anti antioxidant is glutathione. Glutathione can be helpful. Uh, also, now there's some evidence that taurine may help the antioxidant pathways. So a uh, combination of uh, antioxidants uh, and anti-inflammatories, uh, these are good to have on board before your exposure to smoke because, you know, it's hard to say, oh, here's a smoke alert. Let me just take a bunch of extra stuff. Well, your body may need time to prepare its antioxidant and anti-inflammatory defenses uh, for weeks and months and even years before these events occur. So if we are well loaded for bear with protective nutrients, uh, we may uh, get away a little bit from the long-term after effects of exposures like uh, we had last week. But, you know, I don't think that this is necessarily such a big whoop uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, the problem that, you know, we had in Canada uh, is due to, I think, modern... Uh, forestry management uh, techniques. And uh, when we return, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, take a little bit of an anthropologic perspective on the fires that happened in Canada. A lot of people are citing uh, global warming, that we're headed for some cataclysm because there are more and more disasters, fires, storms. Uh, but let's take a historical or an anthropological perspective on forestry management and how that may impact the likelihood of fires that can endanger our health. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, 877-726-8255, or number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut-brain function, and more. 
the worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites, certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. New look, same trusted formulas. As part of Wakanaga of America's 50th anniversary, their flagship product, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, has a new look. The new packaging clearly communicates each formula's unique characteristics and benefits at a glance. The added QR code allows consumers to scan for more info. Aged Garlic Extract has been shown to support optimal cardiovascular health, including blood pressure and cholesterol, immune function, and more. It is organically grown. And AGE is the most researched garlic supplement on the market, with over 900 scientific papers from prestigious universities and research institutes around the world. There is also a new, vegan-friendly version of Kyolic's original cardiovascular formula. Visit Kyolic.com for more information about Kyolic's quality supplements to support your healthy lifestyle. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Kyolic aged garlic extract supplements are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Welcome back to Television Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number. And uh, let's switch gears from medicine to anthropology, which is the study of man and uh, ancient man and prehistoric man uh, and Paleolithic history, because it sheds light a little bit on our modern life and environment. And lately, Fires have been in the headlines, and we go, why, oh, why are there so many fires across the world? Uh, recently in Australia, there were terrible fires, and then there are fires in Canada, uh, there are fires in the western part of the United States, uh, and a lot of people live close to fires, and they're experiencing a lot of health problems. And so, uh, why these fires? Well, a lot of people attribute this to some process of global warming. And indeed, that may be a factor because uh, warmer temperatures may increase vegetation and then uh, lack of rain uh, may cause droughts, which desiccate the, desiccate the vegetation and therefore cause a lot of fires. I'm very familiar with fires because, you know, I grew up in Southern California in Santa Monica. And from time to time, there'd be terrible fires. There was a Bel Air fire while I was a kid that uh, destroyed uh, hundreds of houses in the exclusive Bel Air district. And so uh, this is a familiar situation. And some of it has to do, in my opinion, uh, not so much with climate change, but with forestry management. And it all stems from a misconception about forests. Because we tend to think of forests as primeval areas untouched by man that are reserves of nature. Uh, that And that is what is considered uh, the gold standard for preservation. And so we prevent uh, harvesting logs uh, and thinning out forests uh, because we think it's tampering with nature. But if we go back, uh, according to archaeological evidence... Uh, which is based on charcoal deposits and pollen records. Prehistoric people deliberately set fires to accomplish a variety of tasks. 
Native Americans before the advent of of Columbus uh, engaged in agriculture. They cleared fields and they actually cultivated forests so that forests would be a place where they could acquire game. They managed forest lands and they actually created uh, cleared areas for planting, but also cleared areas that were prairies that were great places for bison to graze. And so if you go back way back to around the time that the first explorers encountered Native Americans, they record uh, that they had cleared forests or they had managed forests. And natural forest fires, of course, have occurred since time immemorial, because even before man set forest fires, before they were arsonists, there were lightning storms which ignited forests. And conifer plants, pines and related species, actually have a mechanism to survive fires. Their cones shed fire-resistant seed pods like popcorn during a fire. And these seed pods then bury themselves in the ashes. And then after the fires recede, uh, they can then germinate, sprout, and grow into new forests. This is actually a part of the cycle of nature. Nature is adapted to forest fires. And so uh, when uh, settlers started to really uh, come to America in the 1700s and 1800s, they encountered dense forests, dense, untouched, virgin forest primeval. But these were there because a high percentage of the Native American population had already been wiped out by disease. The diseases that the first explorers brought to this continent, measles and smallpox and venereal disease. And so Native American culture was in decline and they were less able to manage the forests that they had done uh, for centuries and millennia prior to the advent of white settlers. And so the settlers thought, well, okay, those are, that's natural. But actually what was natural was, uh, primitive man, uh, living in close, uh, cooperation with nature, uh, managing forest areas, uh, actually doing systematic burning, uh, to keep forest areas from becoming, uh, out of control fire traps. And so uh, what they say here in an article about this, uh, the halt in periodic burning that occurred because the native population was depleted triggered changes to several ecosystems. Prairies became woodlands, savannas transformed into forests, and the previously open forests of the eastern coast developed dense undergrowth. When large numbers of settlers began arriving in America during the 1700s, the land they saw was the result of over two centuries of reforestation. Romantic poets of the 19th century and other inhabitants of the United States described the landscape as difficult to traverse, dark and dense. Just 200 years before, European explorers portrayed the same forest as open and park-like. So what they're saying here is that pre-Columbian America uh, looked more like manicured Central Park than lush virgin forests, uh, which are now susceptible to uh, wildfires. 
in response to George's question, I'll talk a little bit about uh, taurine in just a moment. But, you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. I can attest to that. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. They're now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, a gummy. The reserve collection is a specially curated blend of full spectrum cannabinoids. It's rich and bold. The reserve collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. This, these are really high test products as, as potent as you can get, uh, on the open marketplace without going to say a marijuana dispensary. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's reserve collection of oils, soft gels, and now gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection gummies. All right, a big story that's in the news this week is uh, about taurine. Taurine is an amino acid. It is a what's called a, a semi-essential amino acid, which means that neither do you have to inevitably go outside to consume it, uh, nor it does the body produce enough of it in all circumstances. So conditional amino acids are ones that uh, are you know, the body can, can synthesize, and then there are the essential amino acids where you have to go outside to obtain. Uh, so we make some taurine, but it turns out that aging uh, is associated with a decline in taurine synthesis. And in this study, in a pretty darn good journal called, appropriately enough, Science, yeah, that's a mainstream journal, I would say, uh, loss of taurine in humans was found to be associated with age-related diseases. So that is interesting, but it's not sufficient to say, should we take taurine? So they did some experiments. They first started with uh, unicellular organisms like yeast, and then they looked at multicellular organisms, and then they looked at more sophisticated organisms like mice, and then they looked at primates, yeah, uh, very close relatives to humans, monkeys. And what they found was that supplementation uh, with taurine uh, increased lifespan pretty dramatically in mice. Uh, the median lifespan of taurine-treated mice increased by 10 to 12%. Life expectancy at 28 months increased by about 18 to 25%. Well, they did that in monkeys. The results were not as spectacular, but uh, they now believe that taurine supplementation uh, may positively affect several hallmarks of aging. They say that taurine reduced what's called cellular senescence. It protected against telomerase deficiency. When Remember, your telomeres are the little caps on the ends of your chromosomes. And when they're short, uh, or when they just run out, your chromosomes tend to unravel and then it's game over. Uh, also, taurine suppressed mitochondrial dysfunction. It decreased DNA damage 
and it also reduced inflammation. So uh, what's interesting, too, is that one of the ways that exercise helps you is by increasing your body's production of taurine. Yeah. Uh, so they say that exercise increased the concentrations of taurine metabolites in the blood, which might partially underlie the anti-aging effects of exercise. So their conclusion is that Taurine abundance decreases during aging. A reversal of this, this, this decline through taurine supplementation increases health span in monkeys. It actually didn't increase, it did not increase lifespan, but health span. So in other words, the prolonged the period during which the monkeys were healthy and vigorous. It did increase lifespan in mice and worms. This, they say, identifies taurine deficiency as a driver of aging in these species. But this is what's called a preclinical study. In other words, it doesn't necessarily mean that taurine is an anti-aging elixir for humans. That has to be tested. They say to test whether taurine deficiency is a driver of ages of aging in humans uh, will require long-term, well-controlled taurine supplementation trials that measure health span and lifespan as outcomes are required. So, yeah, um, you know. Not going to hurt, take some additional taurine. Uh, but um, the uh, final word on that awaits uh, long-term trials, trials which may take uh, decades, uh, if not, you know, generations to show uh, a significant uh, impact on aging and health span. 877 726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. The FDA recently issued a qualified health claim saying that high flavanol cocoa powder may help prevent cardiovascular disease. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium, high-flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanol's benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom-targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. 
Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Our number 877-726-8255. And in response to George's question about uh, vitamin E, the vitamin E family uh, comprises two major subclasses, the tocopherols and the tocotrienols. And there's uh, alpha and gamma and beta uh, and there's a whole lot of uh, different subtypes of vitamin E. And so these days, uh, in response to some disappointing studies on vitamin E, you know, I was uh, raised on the Shute brothers. Remember the Shute brothers back in the 1960s and 70s? They advanced the notion that vitamin E was the bomb for preventing cardiovascular disease. And indeed, it, it has some benefits. It primarily acts as an anticoagulant at high doses, can thin the blood. Uh, but lately, some studies have been disappointing about vitamin E. Uh, for example, the SELECT study using uh, alpha-tocopherol uh, actually showed that vitamin E supplementation uh, increased somewhat the risk of prostate cancer. So that was a real knock on vitamin E, and you thought, well, don't take vitamin E anymore. Uh, vitamin E sales uh, have, over the years, plummeted. And I used to exclusively recommend uh, what are called mixed tocopherols, because I wanted to get the alpha and the, and the gamma and all and the delta and all the subfractions of vitamin E together, the so-called natural vitamin E. But we're emphasizing the tocopherols to the detriment of supplementing with what are called tocotrienols. And I have here a scientific publication which says that and I'm quoting, a very high number of vitamin E publications have appeared over the past 40 to 50 years. And many focus on alpha-tocopherol, uh, while the other forms, such as the tocotrienols, remain poorly understood. They say that there's an abundance of alpha-tocopherol in the human body, but that leads us to ignore the importance of the tocotrienol subfamily of natural vitamin E. It's part of the spectrum, the full spectrum of vitamin E. The tocotrienols possess powerful neuroprotective anti-cancer and cholesterol-lowering properties that often are not exhibited by tocopherols. So what they're saying here is that we should be paying more attention to the tocotrienols. And I've sort of shifted my emphasis in supplementation. Uh, I have now in my own personal supplementation and my recommendations to patients say, look, you're going to get plenty of vitamin E, eat avocados, eat, you know, things that are sources of vitamin E. Uh, but um, don't ignore the tocotrienols. In fact, supplement with a mixed tocotrienol. Mixed tocotrienols consist of subfractions of uh, alpha, gamma, and delta tocotrienols. Uh, so, uh, and there's clear evidence that these may also have a key role in preventing neurodegeneration, which is very important. So, yeah, we're shifting our emphasis away from the tocopherols towards the tocotrienols. Thanks, George, for prompting that question. And speaking of vitamins, a big study 
multivitamin supplementation improves memory in older adults. And I neglected to mention that last week when I was running through the many strategies that can help to prevent cognitive decline. Big study, a simple multivitamin turns out uh, to slow the progression of, uh, of cognitive decline in older age. And this is part of what's called the Cosmos study, which, by the way, also demonstrated that cocoa was helpful at slowing cognitive decline and had an impact on cardiovascular disease outcomes. Uh, so what they did here, and I, I finally read the study. I wasn't ready to talk about it until I read the study. I, I asked myself, what multivitamin did they use? Well, they used Centrum Silver, which actually is a pretty rudimentary, and in my opinion, poor quality multivitamin. It's got, you know, alpha-tocopherol, for example, the least beneficial form of vitamin E, and cheap forms of magnesium, like magnesium oxide. And they gave it uh, to folks for just a period of three years. And what they found was that compared to placebo, participants taking the multivitamin uh, had significantly better immediate recall uh, at one year, as well as across three years of follow-up. So interesting study. Can you imagine what would have happened if they'd given a good quality multivitamin to the participants and then measured their cognitive decline over 5, 10, 15, or 20 years? Tremendous potential. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine.